Grab your favorite cup. We're about to pour you a glass of the most wholesome drink. Our goal is to amplify marginalized voices through subjects that matter. We will do this by discussing subjects that are uplifting, gainful, and truthful, no matter how uncomfortable they may be, in hope of gaining clarity and invoking progressive change. Of course, we'll sprinkle on some off-color topics to make our discussions more palpable. Welcome Welcome to to Urban Urban Proper. Hello again. Oh, hello, my dearest darlings. Did you miss me? I'm sure they did. I missed you. Oh, I missed you too. It is us. It be we. And we be Urban Proper. Urban Proper, proper urban as fuck. I am Shisha, a.k.a. the queen of, self-proclaimed queen of everything the light touches, a.k.a. the cuddler. I was about to say, you forgot the cuddler. Oh my yeah. God, you were gone for two weeks <laughs> and you don't know who you are anymore. Oh, I'll never forget who I am, darling. <laughs> And it be me, Darius, the destroyer, self-proclaimed destroyer of all things, including but booty holes. Limited to booty holes, exactly. <laughs> so, what is the tea for today? What must we discuss? Sheesh. We're going to talk about um, some workforce things. Um, you know, being a new manager in having to be present during interview processes Uh looking at resumes looking at cover letters i have begun to notice that a lot of people lack the skills (laughs) um not just like you know and on you know as far as like their job history but just lack the skills of putting it together and trying to get their point across of why they need to be hired for a position so as a new manager what is something that is a pet peeve to you on that base level like when reading an interview what is something that makes you pass on somebody um as far as a resume is concerned like looking at resumes not having too many bullet points because the whole point of a resume when you're applying for a job is not to tell me everything that you've mm-hmm. done it's to highlight the things that are best suited for this job you're applying for. Mm-hmm. Um, it tells me that you'd have no idea what you're applying for. <laughs> it lets me know that you did not read the job description. And I mean, of course, if I mean, if you're applying for a restaurant and you worked um, at a bank, of course, some skills are not going to, you know, not be transferable. But it's still like really trying to focus on the job you're applying for. Sure. I have heard, or I was told once I started applying for jobs that you should never have your resume be more than two page, more than a page. Yeah, more than a page, and that's a that's a thing people do. Yeah. I I was carrying that practice over to theater Uh and trying to keep my resume one page, and I was like, oh, I guess I could just put it all like. Yeah, and then you have to be mindful. You really have to be mindful of the industry that you're applying for. Mm-hmm. And really, there's, I mean, the internet, Jesus, people, come on. You, it's such a great resource. Yes. you Google <laughs> should be your best friend. I mean, there's so many resources out there that there's resources that people that can help you build your resume, especially mm-hmm. like if you're in college. There are resume writing services on campus. Almost every campus should have one. If your campus doesn't then talk to your dean of students um but there's there's so many websites that'll help you out fiverr has people mm-hmm. um that you can hire a freelance to do your resume i have a um, friend who does freelance um 
resume, cover letter, all that shit. Mm-hmm. I have to look this information up. But like, yeah, there's a there's a ton of resources everywhere. I think yes. you can even go to the library. Like the library sometimes will have classes on resume etiquette, mm-hmm. and appropriate language, and that's another thing. So like, okay, so having not to having not having too many bullet points. What are some things on a resume that, like phrasing wise, that strike you as um, less hireable? Um, a lot of people grammatical errors. Mm-hmm. Grammatical and spelling errors are um that's my pet peeve. Like, again, there's so many resources out there. <laughs> like the, literally, like if, I understand every you're human, you're gonna make mistakes, right? Um. But most of the time, everyone needs a job. Everybody needs an income. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. that's like really showing me that you really don't pay attention to details and you don't give a shit. Yeah. So that's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, let's kind of backtrack a little bit and explain. Everybody should know what a resume is. But just in case you don't, it's a document used and created by a person to present their background, skills, accomplishments, Um, It can be used for various reasons, but the most common reason is to apply for a new job. Mm -hmm. Um, It's basically a summary of relevant job experience in your your relevant education. (laughs) Keyword, relevant. Relevant. So if you are applying to a manager job um, and you used to be a busser, putting that you weighted tables i mean obviously you know clean tables or whatever um that was a part of your job but you need to put skills like i was a good team player worked well with others um was able to um you know have a table but you know worked on the availability of tables customer service stuff like that right so that's definitely what you want to put on your resume um, not oh I clean dishes, uh, you know stuff like that. You don't want to um, yeah sweep the floor. That's not relevant to the job you're applying for. Now this is kind of controversial. Um, how do you feel about lying on a resume? And not even like in the way of like say you were uh, somebody who was in a low level position applying to be like an executive director or uh-huh. something like saying that you held an executive director position but like maybe you weren't expressly a manager like at my current job Uh i'm not i don't have the title of manager Mm -hmm. however i could definitely put on a resume that i was a manager because i do managerial tasks yeah i have managerial access to certain things in the computer the best practice is to be honest. Lies. It's <laughs> <laughs> to be honest because I feel like honesty will get you a long way. True. And right. especially because people have the resources to check. Mm-hmm. Um, to, you know, St. Louis is small. So a lot of cities are small. A lot of people know people that know people that know you. Especially if you're working in the restaurant industry. Everybody yes. knows everybody in the restaurant yes. industry. You have definitely worked with somebody at a job that has worked with another person that you know. Yes. So definitely... If you had managerial um, skills or um, duties, put that on your resume and apply for that job because, yeah, you didn't have that job entitled, Mm -hmm. but you did have those responsibilities. So I would definitely go that route. Yeah. Okay. Not that I am planning to lie on my resume (laughs) about anything. But no, but I mean, there's people that do um, for a lot of reasons. And I mean, 
if you get in and you get the job you need and you still there after a couple years, well, listen, fake it till you make it. All praise to you. But the yeah. best advice I ever got when I started applying for jobs was to treat a job interview as if it were acting practice or an audition. Mm-hmm. Fake it till you make yeah, it. Yeah, you are auditioning. You are mm-hmm. auditioning for a job, the culture, everything. Um, and we want to talk about a couple of resume tips. Yes, um, yes, give us the tips. Like we give did discuss keeping it one page. Uh-huh. Because you we gotta think about it. When you're applying for a job, the man the hiring manager, HR, are looking at hundreds of resumes. Yes. So you kinda wanna strike them. First of all, you have to have your format right. Um you have to strike them. Probably have to gain their attention with less than six seconds. Like really, yeah. Um, anything other than that, a page they're probably not gonna even look at. Um, and remember, the purpose of your resume is not to highlight everything that you've done, but basically try to look at the job description and try to think about your skills and how what you did at your previous job how it aligns with this what skills are transferable mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we did talk about avoiding spelling and grammar errors that's a huge biggie uh, people are going to think you're illiterate yeah honestly um this is another one that i really didn't think about and i'm looking at the muse.com um watching your tenses um mm. oh yeah, yeah. So if something is your resume is in the past, use past tense. If you're still actively in that role, use present tense. Mm-hmm. So if you're currently at a job and you're managing, you're training, you want to say I man- manages, trains. If it's something you did in the past, delivered, organized, managed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. Um, avoid first person pronouns. Mm-hmm. I, me my um instead of saying i hit and exceeded company sales quotas 100 percent of the time say hit and exceeded sales quotas 100 percent of the time doesn't really sound like it's supposed to but get your point across but it to me like it makes sense to not i mean you're trying to sell yourself obviously but the actual selling is in the interview the resume to mm-hmm. me is the pre-interview yeah <laughs> <laughs> gotta pre something. Um, it's like what it's you, gonna get you in the door. It's gonna get you in the door. It's yeah. gonna open the door for you. It's like a flyer. It's basically your personal flyer yes. that makes them want to invite you to their hiring event or their yes. interview event. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I support that. You like that? You yeah, I like it there. a lot. Actually, <laughs> I really like it a lot. Um, and there's another thing that is very helpful especially like if you're trying to get into a career job um send your resume as a pdf and i say that because yes can i just can we just yeah go ahead i just want to give you some snaps on that one some asmr snaps asmr snaps because fuck (laughs) but you have to think about it different people have different versions of windows and mm-hmm. if you save it as a word document and they open it up on a different version of windows it's going to look completely different it's going to look like trash yeah so saving it as a pdf double check your format mm-hmm. and pdf is going to save it like especially if like if you are 
a lot of people nowadays like a lot of millennials are starting to add like graphics to their mm-hmm. uh resumes like line line colors it's going to save that format for you so yeah. then when they open it up it just just look like a whole bunch of just mess high right. mess um it's <clears throat> another thing uh that's a pet peeve of mine not labeling your resume with your first and last name. Do people not do that? They don't do that. Why wouldn't you do that? I have so many resumes that just say resume or it will say like 3.947 PDF. Like, why wouldn't you? Because you, you got to think about it. People, the managers, hiring managers are looking at hundreds of resumes. And if they like your resume, you want to make it easier for them to go back and find it. Right. I. The crazy thing about that is usually when you're saving a file, it'll save it as like the first words that are on the page. Mm -hmm. The first words that are on the page should be your first and last name. So why? think. So like what? I'm okay. All right. I didn't know that people were out here just saving their resumes as random collections of numbers. (laughs) Yes. And it's another thing that's a suggestion. A lot of people put their resume in chronological order by default but sometimes especially if you are looking for a career job it's sometimes you just want to do a logical structure mm. and logical structure means basically the stuff that is more relevant the stuff that is more oh. more transferable mm-hmm. you want to put that transferable skills you want to put those first uh-huh. um and then making sure it is easy to read that's that's the thing you don't yeah. want to make a 9.5 um yeah never go believe go never go below a 10.5 because it's just it's just hard to, to yeah but yeah. don't do something drastically big either because that's just yeah <laughs> with the 72 point <laughs> yeah your resume is one page because it's just one letter and 72 point font exactly <laughs> hire me like <laughs> right exactly <laughs> Exactly. And then organization and being visually visually appealing. You want to do that. You want something that's easy to read. You want each section bolded. Um, you want your title bolded. You want to use bullet points. Just make it look nice. Make it look like you put some effort into it. Mm-hmm. Um, consistency. Verb tenses, like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, font being consistent. Um, font size being consistent, colors being consistent, um, and then include context. So when you put, when you list your experience, put what city, state, and country. I mean, you know, or country if it was outside of the country, does the job t- take place? Did you travel? Did you operate in multiple cities? What dates did you have this experience? Was it five months or five years? Mm-hmm. Context matters. And a lot of hiring managers, I mean, nowadays it's more acceptable for people to be at two jobs, two, not two jobs, a job two years and leave after that. Uh-huh. Because w- for whatever reason, for not being able to move up or just wanting different skills. Right. But anything that is less than a year that's on your resume is going to cause some flags yeah. to be raised. They're going to be like, well, why aren't you staying at a job longer than six months? Yeah, that's the thing I worry about <laughs> a lot with my resume when I'm applying for jobs is that I, being in the restaurant industry, you do hop around a lot. Mm-hmm. And restaurant people get that, but like when you're going to apply for, I was applying for graphic de- graphic design jobs for a while, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, why were you only at this place for six months? I'm like, okay, well. Yeah. 
XYZ thing. Yeah. And then the best thing to really say when you're asked those questions is my default is looking for advancement opportunities. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to advance to this company or this job. I'm looking for opportunities to move forward. I know? always say scheduling conflicts mm-hmm. because typically that is what it is the reason why I leave a job. Yeah. But then that might raise a red flag and be like, okay, well, are you applying for this job? And then all of a sudden your availability is going to be shit. Like, well, no, and, yeah. see, and that's like, and we'll, we can probably get more into this with interview etiquette, but like for me going into a job, the first thing I say is I'm a performer and I tend to need nights off during the week mm-hmm. or on weekends. If you don't want to hire me, don't hire me. But that's yeah. just, that's me. Exactly. But again, we can go more in depth with that when we get to the interview process. So continue with resume building. No problem. Um, so you want to quantify as much as possible. Meaning, like, if you did a job with numbers and percentages, um, quantify that. If you had a team that reached exceeded their goals by 25%, you want to put that on there. If you want to say... Um, you know, you were hitting your sales quotas. What were your sales quotas? What percentage were you hitting? Like, mm-hmm. things like that. If you um, came in and implemented a new program, how successful was it? If you're training, what's your your um, your rate of, what's the word I'm looking for? Retention. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, stuff like that. Um, Definitely, if you're, especially if you're applying for a higher up position in the current job, you kind of want to use your resources, meaning like people around you um, that can vouch for you. So mm-hmm. it's okay to name drop, um, especially with the companies. The companies, like on your, maybe on your resume though, you really don't want to put other people's name on your resume. Right. But if you got a, like a, a promotion or a raise, um, mention that. If you work with the CEO of the company, um different departments in the company um mention that on your resume because that's it that shows that basically you can rub elbows in with the higher-ups you have networking capabilities mm-hmm. and this is one that i don't necessarily agree with um including references um, a lot of applications ask for references. Uh-huh. Um, I leave the references off my resume and I, I say, too. yeah, I just say available upon request. Because uh-huh. I know a lot of times they're going to ask for those anyway. But in the sake of keeping your resume one page, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like you said, don't list everything you've done. List the relevant stuff. Um when you're writing it, say, well, this bullet point helped me get this job. Is it relevant to the job that I am applying for? Mm -hmm. And then think about who's reading this resume. Um, Who's going to have it, um, especially when it comes to your cover letter as well. Try to find out who's the hiring manager Mm -hmm. and write the, the cover letter directly for them. Now, will you explain a little more in depth what exactly a cover letter is? Because for me, sometimes I don't ever really know. (laughs) So a cover letter is something that should supplement your resume. Mm -hmm. It's basically like your sales pitch. Um, A lot of people put their, they just write out their resume in in paragraph form. Mm. And that's not really what you want to do. Um, like we were talking about with your resume, think about the job you're applying for. 
highlight the, your biggest accomplishments there. Mm-hmm. Like if you were meeting your sales goal, you're applying for a sales job, definitely put that in there. Um, just think of it as an elevator pitch. You have two minutes in the elevator with a CEO to prove why you need this job. Mm, okay. So that's definitely how you how you do that. And the same thing applies. Relevant stuff, grammar, and spelling, etiquette, um, and structure. You mm-hmm. want it to look nice as well. You just don't want it to be... And then you don't want long paragraphs either. Long right. paragraphs, they... I mean, come on now, we're millennials. A lot of millennials are moving up. <laughs> and I hate to say it, but our attention span is not that great. Yeah. And we see long paragraphs, and some people don't want to read those long paragraphs. So try to break your paragraphs up. Um, a couple <laughs> of, yeah. Like TLDR. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And then put your contact information on there. And yeah, so we'll, I'll post some links as well um, with some tips about cover letters. Um, I mean, there's different types of cover letters. There's an application cover letter, which people mostly run into, prospecting letter which inquires about possible open positions um, and a networking cover letter, which requests information assistance in your job search. But the most relevant, the relevant one we're going to talk about is the application letter. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So yeah, don't duplicate your resume. Um, be f- detail oriented, but not too much. You just want it to be one page as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is a cover letter something that's always necessary, or it's I've... good to have one? Mm-hmm. It depends on the industry that you're applying for. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Yes. I feel like it. It. It's not something you would run into with restaurants or with not like, really, unless you're really applying for the higher up position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, yeah, if you want a career job, more than likely. They're going to not saying that restaurants aren't career jobs, but it's talking about like career like wearing suit and tie mm-hmm. or oh, you yeah. know, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Definitely. So yeah, you just have to put your relevant skills and experiences on there. Um and that's basically it. We'll we'll post some some links and some helpful tips. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so now that we have built our resume, we've built our cover letter, the next step in the process of getting a job is applying for, or I guess looking for the job, <laughs> looking for slash applying for the job. And well, I mean, if you're already building your resume, then you're already looking for the job. This is true. Yeah. This is very true. Um, I like to use Indeed. I think Indeed is a great resource for looking for jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get real specific. You can look for jobs in the arts. You can look for jobs in healthcare. You can look for factory jobs. All you have to do is type in a type of job that you want or like something that you are good at. Mm-hmm. Put in your location, however many miles you are willing to travel to get to said job. You can even break it down to like how much you want to make, if you want to be salaried, if you want to be tipped. Like... Indeed is a great resource for jobs. Also, LinkedIn is a really good resource as well. LinkedIn is a great resource. It's a great networking resource as well. Um, they have a lot of uh, resume resume building. And also, um, they try to link you with... Um, what is it? What is it? Oh, the word escapes me. 
um, a mentor. They'll try to oh, me- link uh-huh. you with a mentor to help you that's in the career that if you're trying to break into a career, um, definitely. I think you have to pay for a premium, but it's not that expensive. Yeah. I think it might be about 20, 20 I think less than 20 or right at $20 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's not really ideal for a person that's not um, employed to take on an extra expense, but I think it's definitely worth it. And they do have a lot of um, developmental skills, um, like works workshops and stuff on mm-hmm. LinkedIn as well. So that's great. Uh, so now that we've figured out where to go to apply for the job Mm -hmm. we've sent in our resume um we filled out the application we have been contacted now for an interview where do we start i personally believe the first place to start is what you're going to wear to the interview definitely (laughs) and not in the superficial way because I am a fashionista. Um, but in the way of you literally, genuinely, it's just for the job that mm-hmm. you want. Yeah. If you're applying for a job and like you said, a career job, suit and tie or business casual. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are applying for a restaurant job, I would still dress depending on what type of restaurant so my restaurant is fast casual. We wear jeans. Mm-hmm. Like you can come to your interview in the restaurant where people are wearing jeans and jeans. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> the owners or whoever your hiring manager is will not look down on you because the staff is wearing jeans. Yeah. But if you're going to a more upscale restaurant, somewhere that's going to be like fine dining, um, dressed up with, you know, slacks, business casual, uh, definitely how you look being trimmed and neat if you have a beard keeping your beard combed and conditioned mm-hmm. washed looking smelling good um light cologne don't douse yourself in axe body spray like a 14 year old boy um make sure your shoes look nice don't come in sagging your pants uh wear a belt try to um, be at least 15 minutes early for your yes. interview Yes, at the very least. Yes. 15 minutes Always early. try to be early. Don't be yeah. an hour early because that's kind of weird, but try right. to, yeah. Right. Um, and then let's look at some interview etiquette things. So, like I said, my number one is always dress, for, dress the part. Make sure that you have what you want ironed, crisp, ready to go for the day of your interview. Um, put it in your phone calendar. Put it on your physical calendar. Tell your mama so she can remind you. Like, make sure that you are 100% ready uh, to interview and be on your best behavior. Um, rehearse for your interview. I think that's a super important thing uh, because you never really know what they're going to ask you, but you can prepare yourself for any type of question relevant to that job. And to piggyback off what you're saying, there's so many YouTube videos that we're talking about internet being your best resource you Mm -hmm. can look up most common interview questions more than likely that sometimes they will answer you these sometimes they won't Mm -hmm. but going on youtube and typing how do you answer interview questions is a good platform or a good way to practice that practice how to answer because if somebody asks you tell me about yourself we don't want to hear about your pet your mom your grandma where you're from we want to hear about 
how you are as a, an employee. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, how you are as an employee, how you are as a worker, how you are as a co-worker. Mm-hmm. Um, past experience and jobs. My, my least favorite question in an interview is, what is your weakness, your greatest weakness? Yeah. And I don't like that question because my instant reaction is to be real honest about it and mm-hmm. be like, I'm quick-tempered. Yeah. And that doesn't all that doesn't always work in my favor. It doesn't. It doesn't. And the best way to do it is kind of like t- take something. Now I'm trying to think about what I normally say when they ask because I hate that question too. It's because, such an odd question. Yeah, because I'm such an honest person as well. <laughs> um, but just say like something that was your weakness and how you work towards correcting that right or the opportunity like use say opportunities like Mm -hmm. i prefer opportunities that's you can tell i have some costs in the background because they're always like oh we have opportunity that means you need to fix some shit (laughs) right um but try to think about an opportunity try to think about something that you've you've had an issue with in the past or presently have an issue with but then flip it with saying how you actively or have actively mm-hmm. overcome that. Oh, yeah, Always definitely. follow up with that. Don't be like, I'm quick-tempered. I'm quick-tempered and yeah. I snap on a bitch real quick. Yeah. I'm quick-tempered. However, I know the steps and skills that I need to remove myself from a situation that is going to make yeah. me. You know, to flip it and make it a positive, like you said. Exactly. Um, and actually, I'm also reading from the muse. You wrote from the muse earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing on the list is do your research. Mm-hmm. And that's not just doing your research as far as, um, like she should say, going on and looking at interview questions and kind of preparing yourself, but doing your research on the job that you're going to be doing. Yeah, and the company, seeing the company culture. Especially the company. Yes. Make sure that their beliefs align with your beliefs. Exactly. Make sure that you can, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Comfortably go into the interview and go into taking a position and that you will, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? You will, it's on the tip Be of able to acclimate? No, you will, whatever. I can't think of the word. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Um, you'll be okay with working there. I cannot, the, and it'll come to me when we're done. Yeah. I bet. Um, but yeah, definitely do your research. How much these people get paid. Uh, how much, you know, Based on your past experience, how much you can ask for on top of the base pay for that. Uh, negotiating pay is one of the things that people are always so scared about. I don't understand why my, like, I have so many friends who are like, well, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I'll, you know, take whatever they give, whatever the minimum you is. You never take the first thing. No, you do not take the first always thing. Always try to negotiate, especially women, especially black women. Ooh, always negotiate yeah. your pay but we're gonna get into that later yes my best friend was she just took a new position and she was like i'm not taking less than this and she said that to me and i was like oh i am so yes. proud of exactly. you you are not taking that anyway number three is brush up on your body language um make sure that you are sitting up straight you are attent attentive i almost said attent and just left it there (laughs) make sure that you are attentive to what the interviewer is saying you're listening you are answering the questions um you are giving them eye contact you are smiling if you need to smile you're acknowledging everything that is being said and kind of let some of your personality show just don't be robotic and answering questions Mm -hmm. don't be weird and just smiling and laughing at everything try to like you know throw in a little 
appropriate joke. Uh-huh. Oh my god, I can't tell you how many inappropriate shit has been said. Not saying shit in <laughs> 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 interviews um, that I have been in, but you know, just try to show a little bit of your personality. Show that you know you're not just a robot and be like, right. oh well, I'm answering this question, answer this question, answer this question. Right. Try to make it right. a conversation. Yeah, definitely. Oh yes, one hundred percent. Make it a conversation. Mm-hmm. I love that because people come into interviews and I've on the level of being you know an an auditioner and auditioning and being an interviewer and never having interviewed anybody it's so uncomfortable when it's so one-sided it's like okay all right well you have no personality you have no you don't seem interesting so why would I hire you make sure that you seem interesting Exactly. Uh, number four on this list is dressed apart, but obviously that's my number one. Um, <laughs> number five, shake it like you mean it. Give a firm handshake. I don't know why that's my biggest pet peeve. Don't break my hand, but also don't shake my hand like I'm a delicate flower. I've had men give me like the woman handshake where they grab your fingers. What? I don't even shake women's hands like that. If I'm shaking your hand, I'm gonna shake your hand. Exactly. I it's it and if is, you're a germaphobe, just have your your um hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, honestly, I've gone into an interview to go to shake somebody's hand and they say they don't shake people's hands and I'm like, Oh yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm gonna respect your boundary and I'm gonna take that. Exactly. Um, number six is smile. Like I said, that's kind of a part of body language for me. Make sure that you are acknowledging everything. Uh, take the water, which I never really think about, but I have been offered water several times in interviews, and I usually will accept it because a bitch's throat get dry. When yeah, you're in mouth be dry as hell. I'll be licking yeah. that shit out of my lips. I'm... <laughs> mm, I'm not hungry. I'm just making sure my mouth is lubricated right. for this interview. Um... I'm going to skip this next one because it says know your faux pas from uh, from foie gras. And it's I'm going to assume that this one is more from the description of it, more for um, a career type job where you would be working with a CEO or something like that. Where it's like second or third interviews might be at a like a dinner type thing. And Mm -hmm. most jobs are not taking you out to dinner for your first and second interview. No. so, you know, unless you are that person that is pursuing that CEO, that high-ranking business professional, that black suit and tie, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you have proper dinner etiquette, you know. <laughs> know which fork is for your salad and which fork is for your meal and which spoon is for your soup and which spoon is for dessert and all that good stuff. Exactly. Uh, which is super important if that is who you are. But I ain't that bitch, so... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, number nine, ask questions. Yes, that's very important. Always. When an interviewer, even if they, before they get to the point of the interview where they're like, do you have any questions for me? Ask questions the whole time. Yes. Whenever they ask you a question, bow, ask follow them a question. Up. Follow up with a question. Um, some of my favorite questions, and I will get into that right now, actually. Um some of my favorite questions are, what are the benefits? What is your benefit package? Uh, if I'm applying for a full-time position, what, um, 
what is the base pay? A lot of the times for a server or a bartender, bartenders usually make more. But you got to know where your your base pay is so that you know if you're going to be getting a check or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but here we have a couple more questions that you can ask them that are a little unique and some that are like basic stuff. Um, what do you look for in a person who's going to take this position so that you know what exactly they're looking for? And, and then to piggyback off of it is... Especially if you're applying for a job that you're not really familiar with, like if your first career job, mm-hmm. ask what the day-to-day responsibility of the role looks like. Yeah. What are you going to be doing from day-to-day? Mm-hmm. Um, ask them their favorite part of working for the company. Yes. Um, and ask them what success looks like in this position and how do they measure it. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I think those are some questions that are just can go from, no matter what kind of job industry you're you're trying to get into and to jump off where you finished I'm like, yeah go ahead okay right. uh, and to jump off of that what are the biggest challenges in this particular position what yes. is something that has gotten people fired in this position don't ask it like that but like what are some obstacles that yeah. might show up um and then what are important milestones like you were saying if you worked in sales what are some things that I need to be looking forward to? Like, mm-hmm. if I hit this sales goal, what is that going to mean for me? Or exactly. if I don't hit this sales goal, what is that going to mean for me? Exactly. Uh, and then you said this earlier. Can you tell me about the company culture? And I love that question. Yeah. I think that's super important to know. And then to add on to one, um, ask about the retention of the job. And you mm-hmm. can do that very skillfully by asking... How long was the person in this position before me? Yes. Or why? what made this person leave? This person move mm-hmm. up? Or this person decides to go to another company? Yes. And I think that's a, that's, an, that's a very important question to ask because you don't want to get stuck in a job. You don't want to put, accept a, a job offer for position that people keep leaving. Right. Because there obviously there's going to be a reason with the culture or whatever, the yeah. management style, a reason why these people are not staying with the pay or anything. So you definitely want to make sure... Even though you're looking for the job right. and you want to apply for this job, you want to make sure that that's a good, it's going to be a good move for you. Yes. Because so many times, like we've said earlier in this season and the season before, um, about getting stuck in a job, that's unpleasant. Yep. And it's not, it's very stressful. It's very stressful. Yeah. And to jump off of that question, is there room for growth? So mm-hmm. if that person moved up into a new position, all right, well, how you know, yeah. how long did it take for them to move into that position? And what is it the likelihood that I'll move into a higher position? Exactly. What are the you know growth opportunities at your company? Yeah. As well as what is your management style? Exactly. And uh, then you can also oh, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. And then you could also ask about the career ladder because different positions have different career ladders. Um, mm-hmm. And also ask about lateral moves because lateral moves people really overlook, but lateral moves are good to gain different skills um, because oftentimes nowadays people want employees that are multifaceted. Mm -hmm. Um, So don't always overlook those as well. Ask about lateral moves also. Mm -hmm. Um, Ask about um, on the job training, ask about development training. That was my next question oh, go ahead. no you go ahead. no you continue because like honestly, that's all like, i had yeah, yeah. Oh, that's all I had. yeah that was just <laughs> you started talking about it, i was like great that's the next yeah. that, that's the next question on the list is is there continued training mm-hmm. uh what is your on the job training uh will this role's responsibilities change within the six months the next six months oh yeah 
Um, because oftentimes they do that. They get people in and then they change everything. Mm-hmm. And that's a very important question to ask because it happened to me every two weeks at my job Jesus. for two years. Jesus. My job responsibility Jesus. changed. Um, you can ask questions about the team. How you know what is the coworker culture? What mm-hmm. is the team culture? Is this an autonomous position or is this something where I'm going to have to collaborate with other people to get my job done? Yeah. And what is the collaborative process like? Um, who was the person I would directly report to? Because a lot of times, especially in restaurant work, and I can, you know, that's my relevant work experience, but who is my direct manager? Who am I reporting to? What, who do I go to with an issue? Exactly. Whatever, what have you. Um, and then you can ask the interviewer how long they've been working there. Yeah. Do they like it? Now, don't be asking them how much money they make. Yeah, don't ask how much they make. Yeah. And then, too, um, I've read this a lot with researching um, interviews. They will oftentimes try to ask you what you made at your past position and to try to gauge how much to pay you Mm -hmm. and just say there's something you're uncomfortable with. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have to answer that. You don't have to answer actually how old you are either. I mean, because I mean, obviously your birthday is on the resume and application, but I mean, like, you know, whatever. Right. But as far yeah. as answering the question about how much you made in the past, just say, if you're not comfortable, don't answer it, first of all. Just say you're not comfortable with answering that question, but going forward, you've always been compensated for your work experience mm-hmm. and the job skill set that you bring. Right. So that's a good way to answer that question. I, when it comes to pay, personally believe that you should always ask for one or two dollars more than you made at your previous job. Mm-hmm. Uh, because A, you're bringing a new set of skills with you from said previous job mm-hmm. that you deserve to be compensated for. Exactly. Don't let nobody shortchange you in this world. Don't let, let nobody pay you $10 an hour for something that you should be get, getting paid way more for. Exactly. Um, I've had that issue with jobs in the past. Like, Especially if it's, and for for a lot of people, they travel a long way to get to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got an hour plus commute to get to work. You got to figure that into how much you're getting paid. Because if I'm coming an hour out of my way, not out of my way, but like if I'm coming an hour to get here, that's gas money. Like y'all should pay me for that. Yeah. <laughs> I got to put gas in this car to get to work. Um, and then... Just some like final questions uh, based on what you've seen. Do you have any doubts about my abilities to fulfill this role? Like based on this interview, what do you think? Is there a likelihood that I could get hired or Mm -hmm. how do you feel about, you know, whatever? When can I expect to hear back and if I will hear back at all? Yes. Uh, uh, I feel like a lot of people leave without asking that question. And that's very important because you can be stuck in limbo waiting you know what is the expected amount of time will it be a week will it be two weeks if i don't hear anything after two weeks is can i safely assume that i don't have the position yeah and then also ask how long does and it kind of ties into it but how long does the recruitment process usually mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. if they're offering you the job on the spot how long is it, uh, is onboarding going to take how long is it going to take for me to get trained mm-hmm. um, to do my background check whatever drug test whatever mm-hmm. ask all that questions um, another very important question: What is the pay period? <laughs> like, yeah, especially if you're salary. Salary. Yes. Um, are you getting paid bi-weekly? Are you getting paid on the first and the fifteenth? Fifteenth right. and the thirtieth? 
Like, ask those kind of questions as well. Yes, it's all whatever is relevant to how you need to operate your funds when it comes to money. You need to ask all those questions. Yeah. Um, and once you've asked all your questions, once you and the interviewer have developed a rapport, um, whether you feel like the interview went well or you feel like it didn't go well, mm-hmm. send a thank you. Yeah. Just a quick email, you know, thank you for meeting with me, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Because it's going to make them feel good about the time that they spent with you um, as well. And then before you do that, after you ask your questions, just restate your interest in the position. Mm-hmm. Summarize quickly in one or two sentences uh, why you're the one for the job. Send your, your thank you emails within like 24 hours, within yes. a day. Send those. Try to send those as soon as possible, but the really cutoff time is going to be in 24 hours and really make sure if you're especially if you have an interview with multiple people making sure you have their name spelled correctly their email have their information um as well and then to kind of backtrack a little bit we were briefly talking about negotiating your pay Uh um never take the first offer never and be okay to walk away and decline um, and I've seen this happen so many times, but because of course with jobs, I'm not going to say they're shady, but they definitely want to try to bring somebody in paying them the least amount of money possible. Yep. Um, especially for an entry level position. Mm-hmm. Um, be sure to take an account of all your compensation packages, not just the salary, the benefits, um, are they offering a 401k or 403b? What kind of pension plan, retirement accounts they're offering? Um, insurance packages. Um, also, life insurance, accidental death, dental, vision, all of that. Um, time off as well. Negotiate that also. Oh, yeah. Um, because two weeks is... <laughs> Two weeks PTO is not okay. It's not okay. Um, also, are you? you go ahead. Go ahead. If you go ahead. Oh, you I need pick just, it back up something I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say on top of negotiating um, pay and all of that stuff, be open and honest about your availability. Yes. A lot of people go into an interview and they're just like, okay, well, I'm always I'm available anytime, which is good. And like, if you have that open availability, great, perfect, good for you. However, mm-hmm. if you know that there are other things that happen in your life or if you have kids and you have a specific time that you need to get your kids or if you're like me and you have several different art forms that you're working on or even if you have a second job, take into account what your hours are at your second job and which job you want to be the priority. Exactly. Always be upfront and honest about the times that you can be at work so that you can be present and available to work. Yes. I just wanted to say that. Definitely. Um, so you got through the interview process mm-hmm. and they like you and they offer you the job and they offer you the pay. The pay is probably going to be the last thing that they say to you. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, we get, want you to have this job. When can you start? Blah, 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 blah. Go through the compensation packages. And then they try to put the money at the end. Right. Mm-hmm. They try to get you to be like, oh, OK, great. I accept before, you know, you even have the full picture. Wait, right. be quiet. Sit back for a second. Right. Um, take time to evaluate the offer. Mm-hmm. Like I said, take, a comp- take into consideration your travel time, the compensation packages, mm-hmm. the PTO, um, the position. Take into account everything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when you're offered the job, um, first ask for some time to consider the offer. Yes. Don't just accept right yeah. there. Um, and when you do that, be sure to emphasize your gratitude and your interest in the job and the position. Ask when do they need their answer by. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel like you need more time, ask for a bit more time. It's okay. Um, but however, don't put the, the decision off for so long that they rescind your offer. Yep. Because um, oftentimes they really need somebody in that position, so they're trying to move fast. Um, so make sure that you are having this conversation. Um, also, um, sometimes this has happened before in the past. You might be applying for one job, but they offer you a different job. Does that job make sense? Um for your career goals, um, there's really not any wrong, right or wrong answer to that. You just have something that you have to, that's something that you have to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're applying to multiple jobs, you have multiple job offers, consider all your alternatives and weigh your options before making the decision to accept or reject. Also consider your counter offer. Um, if the offer is way less than what you're hoping for, um, you want to think about a counter offer. Um, yep. You might decide that, that job isn't the best for you because of the amount of money you were offered. Um, once you have decided whether or to negotiate, accept, or reject the offer, it's time to notify the company of your decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to talk about how to negotiate your offer. Um, so, a lot of this is so repetitive. I'm reading off of the balance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but. First, you want to research salaries Um, regionally. um, You want to see if how much money people in the similar positions in the same city are making. You always want to look at the same city. Um, Get a sense of what you're worth. Um, Think about the like we're talking about the combination of salary and benefits. Um, then send a call, a con, a con, counter offer letter <laughs> or email message um, to the employee, to the hiring manager. Um, and there are some tips of negotiating as well. Um, and we'll post those links also because it's like it's, it's a lot of people that don't. They just accept, and then you find out that you're making twenty thousand or two dollars less than the next person doing the same thing and that's not cool um if you decide to accept the job offer over the phone in person um you still need officially accept a job with a job acceptance letter and we'll post some links about that as well um just make sure you have it in black and white yeah if you want to decline um the position make sure you see in a declining offer letter um be polite about it because you never want to burn bridges right um yeah so that's definitely all we have on that yeah be knowledgeable about what you want and what you need and research research is going to be your best friend make sure you go in there with all the information you need mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to go in there with a notepad and pen, bring notes, write down your questions and bring those to your interview. Yep. Um, yeah, make sure you're dressing the part, dress for the job you want, not for the job you have. Yep. That's always great. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have a question of the week this week, Sheesh? Yes. Okay. Question of the week. 
what are some of your interview hacks? Like, what do you do to prepare for your interview? Um, what are some things that you do to calm yourself? Because I know I get really nervous before an interview. Mm-hmm. And I'll begin to trip over my words and stuff. Um, so I always try to make sure I'm calm, have a good night's sleep before my interview. But what are some of your hacks? What do you do? What are some of your rituals? Yeah. Um, for me... Uh, music is always important to me before I go into an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and I usually listen to show tunes before I go into an interview. Really? Yeah. The show tunes. Or, it was calming for you. Yeah I, yeah. I don't know what it is about listening to musicals, but like it like puts me in the zone and I'm mm-hmm. like ready. Yeah. Before interviews and auditions, it's always show tunes. I prefer to interview um, in the afternoon. Same. Um, because I feel like you've had a chance to wake up have a chance to wake up mm-hmm. um i mean it can be a, t- a catch 22 that could be having a bad day at that point but first thing in the morning interviews people are often grumpy i'm um, grumpy as fuck yeah. in the morning so i say anything early in the morning till like maybe after lunch i always try to set my interview for one o'clock yeah because you they just came back from lunch and they're mm-hmm. happy they're not hungry and grumpy and yeah also i've had time to eat a full meal yeah. have a cup of coffee kind of sit and decompress for a minute yeah i will usually go somewhere around the interview location like try mm-hmm. to check and see if there's like a coffee shop or something so i can sit i can listen to my show tunes i can have a coffee maybe like a donut or something get yeah. myself mentally prepared um also, in the interview, you said, you know, appropriate jokes, but I'm, I, I'm funny. Mm-hmm. So that's like my, I get them laughing. And once I have them laughing, I'm like, all right, I got it. It's good. I'm in there. Uh, yeah. What was I about to say? Oh, yeah. A shenanigan question? A shenanigan question. Okay. All those who are, what? <laughs> Hold on. Let me stop. And think about this because I didn't have one prepared, honestly. But oh. what are some things that have happened in an interview that you just knew canceled you out? Like, what are some things that you have slipped up and did? Okay, so I applied <laughs> for a job at Artmart in uh-huh. Maplewood. Got an interview. You would think for me. It would be I was working at Joanne at the time, or I had worked already at Joanne, which is another mm-hmm. craft store. Went into the interview and told him how <laughs> this is before I was good at interviewing. <laughs> I talked about the quick temper thing, uh-huh. but I didn't flip it. Yeah, I just was like, "Yeah, I'm real quick temper, and it's not a good thing sometimes." And I like kind of black out. Um, oh, and I God. get mad and the lady was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and I left and I was like, well, didn't get that job. Yeah. Oh, um, I was working for a major credit, uh, retail company, credit card department. And I was, um, in the process of trying to be a supervisor mm-hmm. and I had an interview with had an interview with a supervisor, interview with the manager, and my last thing was have an interview with the director. Mm-hmm. I had hit everything with flying colors, was great. And the director at the time was a black woman. I walked in there, I had all the confidence in the world. 
I sat down and I just went blank. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck was going on with me that day. I like did my whole ritual. I don't know if I just wanted it so bad that it's just my brain was just like, it shut off. No. But oh my God, she asked me a question. She was like, what's a book that you've read recently? And I knew like to answer this question, like something that was, you know, oh, a self-help book or something. And my dumb ass gonna say, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> you did not. And I was like, oh shit. Oh, I just fucked all this up. God. And I was just like, like all the other questions I bear myself for and I was getting through them very minimally. I was being very robotic. I couldn't be myself. I don't know what was going on. But before, like, I just said it without thinking. Oh, my God. And I was like, yeah. holy shit. I just said 50 shades of grey. And I was like, oh, my God. And, like, we laughed it off. And she, before, like, the company was restructuring everything, she really was trying to, was working with me. Like, she took me under her wing and became my mentor and was working with me. And that's how, you know, I developed my better interviewing skills. Uh -huh. But... Jesus Christ. Uh, not Fifty Shades of Grey. I, it just came out. <gasps> like, and that's how I knew. I was like, I'm going to have to start this process. Moment. And I came out. Everybody was like waiting for me when I came out of the office. And I just came out and was like, oh. Yeah. Um, but I was grateful that she took me under her wing. For the duration that she was still there. So that was great. That's fucking hilarious. It was terrible. Terrible. Yeah, I remember you said it's great. Give him a freak on. <laughs> I was like, and I had a book that I was currently reading, but that just came out. Jesus. So to round out this episode, um, I really wish I had met this guy before. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, when we were doing our self-care episode however uh, I was recently on a friend of mine's podcast and I met two gentlemen, one was a comedian, this other guy started um, a self-care business uh, with his wife their names are Stephen and Kendra Hunt and their business is With Love and the whole point of it is uh, they had With Love is a handcrafted personal care line. In our products, we, in, um, sorry, in their products, they embody high quality ingredients that make, uh, that your body will enjoy. Um, and their whole thing is based on their Christians. And the whole thing is based on 1 Corinthians 16 and 14, let all things you do be done with love, which actually I really loved. I'm not a super Christian person. Mm -hmm. However, I was raised Christian. That is one of the things that I take from that time of my life is that let all things you do be done with love because that's the most important thing for life and they were founded in november 2016 they make handcrafted body butters bath bombs uh body polish all kinds of things you can find them on faith on facebook on facebook you can find them on <laughs> facebook um, on facebook like I said, with love, you can type in with love body and you'll find them. Um, and on Instagram, they are at with love body. Um, and super cool dude. Uh, it was really awesome and interesting to sit down and kind of talk with him and the other guy, uh, Marquise Moore, on my friend Molly's podcast. 
However, check out with love all of their things online. They've got a men's grooming kit. Oh. I think it's called like the casual man kit or something like that. Or a classic man, not casual man. The classic man kit. It's got a beard oil, um, a beard balm, a comb, and a face wash. Okay. And you can also get all those things separately. So they do it all handcrafted, and it's them. They started this business from the ground up. They have their sons involved with it. It's all awesome. And I always 100% will support a black man who is teaching his sons about self-care and self-love any day of the week. I stand. It's all good. But yeah, check out with love. They're doing great stuff. He gave me a little sample of his um of the beer butter and it's really good. The beer balm. I said beer butter, beer balm. Um yeah, do you have anything else, Sheesh? Um, I just want to talk about what's been going on on Twitter recently. Yes, please do, huh? Um, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Um, our Twitter account is please help me out there is at urban <laughs> underscore proper <laughs> um, urban underscore proper but what's trending on, t- on Twitter right now is Twitter moments of the decade I have been living yes um, those moments have been so funny um, it's bringing up stuff that I forgot about like what it is What's up? <laughs> Got your nigga in the cook. God damn. <laughs> so things like that um, is hilarious. So um, yeah. If you're not following the Urban Proper Twitter account, there's something wrong with you. Very much so. Sheesh is single-handedly. <laughs> <laughs> Making our Twitter the most iconic thing that will ever happen in life. Oh my Just god! So you know, I'm terrible. Um, but yeah, I fucks with it tough. Yeah. I love. I'm getting to love Twitter more and more. I had, you know, I was very um, active on Twitter when it first became Same. popular in what 2009, 2007, yeah. something like that. Um, but like recent years, I had took like a Twitter hiatus. To the point where my old Twitter got closed. So I opened up a new Twitter. Um, but I have, in addition to our uh, podcast Twitter account, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. It's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. It can be annoying because, you know, you have internet trolls wherever you go. But yeah, definitely fun. Yeah. Um, but after you follow us on Twitter at urban underscore proper, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Urban Proper Podcast and YouTube, which I have been trying my damnedest to update, <laughs> but it takes videos so long, and I always want to do it at the least in a, like least opportune time when I like got twenty minutes to be somewhere, and it's like this is gonna take an hour and forty five minutes. Oh, <laughs> like, crap! Well, fuck. Right. Um, but tell a friend to tell a friend to listen in. Yes, we would love it if you would like, share, and subscribe. And if, you, um, and if you know of any black owned businesses that you would like to, for us to highlight message us on Facebook send us a DM on Twitter let us know yeah uh, we want to talk we want to talk about black owned businesses we want to talk about black people we want to talk about black shit yeah Damn. we want to empower each other yeah Yay. lend a hand <laughs> we I both were making disgusted faces like bitch uh, like uh, little ugly ass, ass non supportive ass motherfucker. Nah. speaking of tw- trending twitter moments I went down the youtube 
rabbit hole the other day uh, watching old vines. Oh and my there's God. a vine compilation from A to Z, the, alp- the alphabets of vine, and Y was, you know my dad! Oh, I'm not fucking. That just made me think of that. Um, oh, God. It has I'm some great dad. ones. Let me go look at my. One second. Let me look at my Twitter profile because this, it was so many that was just. I was like, yeah, that did happen. Damn. Mm-hmm. Like, we're it's really literally entering in a new decade. Um, and let's just talk about real quick how all the black quarterbacks this season have been handing the Patriots their ills. Shout out to Jamar, Demar Jackson and um, Russell Wilson, almost at Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to y'all because y'all doing the damn thing. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know anything about this. What? Yeah, yeah, you don't like sports. Some guy came into my restaurant last night and he had asked the bartender to put on whatever game was on last night. And I go, okay, do you know what channel it's on? Because <laughs> I don't know or care, and it's not my obligation to be well versed in what channels the games are coming on. Right. He was like, oh, I don't know, whatever the NFL, you know, station is, like fifteen or something. I was like, okay, I don't think we have a channel fifteen, but okay. Go off this. And I go, well, what game are you looking for? I was, well, maybe there's multiple games on. He's like, the Thursday night game. And I was like, okay. And I just walked away. <laughs> I was like, bruh, help me out. Clearly, I don't know what you're talking about. It, oh, but uh, another Twitter moment of the decade. Remember those old guys that were in the, like, I think a mall or something? And they were like, Oh, and it was and like having a dance battle, <laughs> and a man was like really like being arrogant, like you can't do this on concrete, and with the flip and busted his whole shit, his like whole shit. Why yes. the fuck, I was like, oh my god, he's dead. He's yes. dead. He has to be dead. Like, oh my gosh. Uh, okay. In this, in this moment. One thousand damn degrees. I'm sitting right next to my air conditioner, right next to it. It is on the lowest temperature, on the highest damn speed, okay? 64 degrees, and it's on turbo. What the f- do I need to put this bitch on? Power Ranger? <laughs> <laughs> that probably was, I think that was, was it this year or last year that, that, vid- that video know. was hilarious? I need to put this bitch on Power Ranger. <laughs> it's morphin' time. She goes on a rant for like two minutes, and every part of it is hilarious. But go check out if you have a Twitter, uh, the the Twitter moments of the decade. Just go check them out. I and I'm pretty sure they have missed a lot of funny ones. But yeah, I live for every single one that has happened. I listen. Hilarious. <sighs> hilarious. Uh, but that is all from us. We will see you next week with episode 10. Yes, and that will conclude our second season. And then we'll take a little break and we're coming back with all kinds of new shit for y'all. Yeah. We're not going to take as long as we did last time. No, we're not. We promise. <laughs> all right. Bye, y'all. Bye.